welcome to the talk show for talkers on irishtalkers.com. Good evening, Toastmasters, would-be Toastmasters, listeners and friends. You're very welcome to the talk show for talkers on irishtalkers.com. Our email address is info at irishtalkers.com. You can also find us on Facebook as the Talk Show for Talkers. And we welcome your comments, questions, feedback, and we always love to receive your evaluations. You can also listen to previous shows on our website, irishtalkers.com. And we also publish the Public Speaking Weekly. And this is a roundup of links from the internet populated by Toastmasters, public speaking, confidence, leadership, all the things that Toastmasters are interested in. So look for the newspaper link on our website. My name is Ted Melanfi, and I'm joined this week by the prolific, persuasive, passionate Paul O'Mahony. Well, Ted, it's a pleasure to be here and to be here with all the listeners as well. Yeah, and a pleasure to be with you also, Paul. And we have the magnificent, multi-talented, mindful, motivating Maura O'Brien. Who's many multitudinous, mentoring... I can't think of any more M's. Oh, that's bad on the M's. I know, it's terrible. Hello, folks. Glad to be with you again. And this week we have a guest. We have a very special guest at enormous expense to the talk show for talkers. This gentleman is a, a very well accomplished Toastmaster, Mr. Grant March. Grant, you're very welcome to the talk show for talkers. Uh, thank you very much, Ted. I, I'm really pleased to hear about the uh, expenses now. I'll be, I'll be making a, a submission later on. <laughs> oh, that's good, because at least you got the message that when you come on this show, you have to pay us. <laughs> oh, really? So, oh, really? I'm glad to hear you're making the submission. <laughs> And this week we are going to have the usual mix. We certainly will have a thought for the week. We'll have a word for the week. We'll have Grant do a guest interview, but we have something lined up in Paul's section. I'm going to be talking about area councils. Excellent. And I know that Marla will be giving us some advice, some real sage stuff on mentoring. That's the intention, Ted. And I'm going to kick off now today and I'm going to give you the thought for the week. And this thought of the week has come to us via Jim Rohan. And people will know Jim Rohan as a motivational speaker and a very successful businessman. He said, be strong, but not rude. Be kind, but not weak. Be bold, but not bully. Folks, what would you think of that? Be strong, but not rude. Be kind, but not weak. Be bold, but not bully. You can assert yourself without going over the top. Not an easy uh, one to comment on, Ted, because one has really one has to read Think it. about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I, nice it's, it's, it's all good stuff. It's all good stuff. Be strong, but not rude. Well, yes. I don't know that rude is quite the opposite of strong. Uh, be kind, but not weak. They're interesting because be and be and not be are not actually diametric oppositions. Right. Yeah. Well, the way I look at this, actually, when he's when he gives us this little thought, I think he's talking about when you're speaking to somebody. So you wouldn't want to be going suppose. over the top telling people that they don't know what they're talking about. You can be strong, but not rude. I you can, can make your point without using expletives and things like that. That's the way I took it up. Yeah. I, I can think of a very good example of somebody who is not that, 
Um, we don't want any names now. We don't want to be sued at all. Um, well, I don't know. President Trump has been impeached already. It doesn't really matter if we... Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he, he basically yeah. breaks all those he rules. Does. He does. He does. You're yeah. so right. Uh, excellent. Yeah. Well, in deference to the 50% of our American uh, listeners who uh, may be supporting Mr. Trump, we'll better move on. Paul. Well, I, I, I was thinking about the word root, which appeals to me immensely because it's a one-syllable word that is very evocative. And mm. a lot of people would have been told by their parents not to be rude, not to have any back chat or not to be insolent. But I, I was wondering if it would be true to say that rudeness is in the eye of the beholder because I'm quite sure that people who support people of a certain point of view would not regard the person that they support as being rude if that person spoke in an ugly way about the other side. Yeah, I guess what so. What was your yeah. word for the week, Paul? Is this rude? <laughs> that was an interesting segue. <laughs> okay, Ted. Well, look, that um, selecting Jim Rowan is a way of selecting a quintessential speaker. Mm -hmm. Because Jim Rohn has a reputation of being a superb example of a keynote speaker. Somebody who knows how to express unoriginal thoughts in an original way, which is a very powerful ability. Yes, indeed, listeners, quintessential is uh, the word I've chosen. And it's uh, better spell it because it's Q-U-I-N. E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L. One of the interesting things about the word is that if you break it down, the first part of the word is quin. And for those of you who are fluent in Latin, quin is the Latin word for five. Essential, which suggests that a person who is has a certain essentiality about them is a particular high and superb type. So why on earth would the word five be put before essential in order to indicate that somebody is a perfect type? And it's fascinating because in ancient times, in Roman times, it was believed that there were four elements, earth, fire, uh, I can't remember what the other two were, but... <laughs> water and wind, was it? Water yes. and wind. Let's say those four. But later on, in, a, in the 16th century, writers began to add a fifth element, and that is a perfect type of a thing or a perfect or a person. So a quintessential Toastmaster is somebody who is a perfect type of Toastmaster, somebody who exemplifies the essence of Toastmastering. That Follow does not me. mean a Follow DTM. Me. <laughs> that does not mean people who are called distinguished Toastmasters by other Toastmasters. I'd be hard-pressed to name a quintessential Toastmaster, but I guess the international president would typically be accepted by most people as a quintessential Toastmaster. Otherwise, they wouldn't have risen to the exalted position of international president. What do you think, guys? Yeah, I think that's a good point. I just have to ask you something, Paul. Is it quintessential or quintessential? Quint. Well, Quint. Q-U-I-N-T. 
Oh yeah, you did. You didn't give us the T in the spelling, Paul. You gave us Q U Y N E S S. Oh, thank you, Ted. That's why I was listening to your pronunciation. Yeah, well, that's a very good evaluation behavior, Ted. Attention to detail of the speaker mm. and picking the speaker up on a mispronunciation is highly. That's for an advanced club, Ted. <laughs> I don't ask. Thank you, Paul, for that. Quintessential. It's a fine word. It's evocative. Most people will n- never have used it. Most will have a sense of what it kind of means. And when you put it in a sentence, it's superb. I, I would like to read you a sentence written by George Eliot, which I think mm-hmm. is a very good example of it. It goes as follows. His very faults were middling. It was not in his nature to be superlative in anything, unless indeed he was superlatively middling. The quintessential <laughs> extract of mediocrity. The quintessential extract of mediocrity. That is what it's like to be superlatively middling. Well, right. how about this then? A quintessential drop of intellect is apt to be in poetic blood. Don't ask me who said that because I've no idea. It's very nice. It sounds lovely. Doesn't it? It's a, it's a lovely <laughs> word if you can weave it into your speeches or even into your table topics. And here was I thinking, Moira, that that was pure a, a statement from the clan O'Brien. Well, could have been. Could have been because, of course, you know, we're a very, uh, a very royal clan. Yes, it's important to be able to quote your authorities in Toastmasters. <laughs> Otherwise, you could be accused of uh, speaking without originality. If you did that too often, you'd be exterminated from the international Mm. speech contest. Absolutely. (laughs) Exterminated, I love that (laughs) word. It's a good word, Paul, and you're giving lovely explanations and little vignettes there to um, tell us exactly how to use it. Well, shall we let on the fact that this this word was used in our own club meeting this week, and it was used, I think, ten times during the meeting. Ten times, which was excellent. Which, yeah, Correct. Quite, and each, each yeah. time it was used correctly. Mm. I know because I was the judge. I was the <laughs> grammarian. That's right. It was, yeah, so that was, that was a great success. It was. Well, folks, that brings us to the end of this first section. And we'll look forward to seeing you again in the next segment when we'll be interviewing Mr. Grant March. See you then. The Talk Show for Talkers is published every week in sections at 4pm every Friday, Saturday, Sunday and Monday. Go to our website irishtalkers.com for more information.